Ethical disclaimer. While Diana and I are psychologists, we aren't your psychologists. Reverse psychology is not a replacement for therapy. If you're interested in speaking with a therapist, please check out some of the links in our episode description. Now, on with the show. All of our insurance claims forms. I have neck pain. That'd be a fun episode if we just read insurance claim forms. <laughs> now on box 3C. I also have to do turn in super bills, so. Yeah. It's a more <laughs> heroic name than it implies. Uh, are we, is this on? Oh, it's been on. Okay. It's been on since this morning. Oh, great. This is a lot of empty space. Yeah, a lot of sleeping. Whatever you did to pep up last week, you do it, do it again. You okay. are feisty. I know. I'm I trying. I had a headache. I had a sinus headache this morning, so it's been rough. Uh-huh. Like a dog's birthday. A dog's birthday is rough? Rough. Because you know, dogs have bad memories, so it's dog friends didn't show up. Oh. So, this, hi. Hi. This is a psychology podcast. Yep. We're uh, just going to dive right in. No welcome backs. No hellos. No, I, oh, I want to say what we are first because I do feel like people who haven't listened before might come across this and then listen for a long time before we say what this is. This is it. This is this. Mm-hmm. What this is. Yeah. And who we are. I think you already did it. It's a psychology podcast. I hope the sirens are getting It's reverse up. psychology. And um, it's this podcast is not reverse psychology. It's called or reverse psychology. It? And Don't listen to it. <laughs> I'm Dr. Diana. Okay. I am a. Those are our dogs. They are neither psychologized. <laughs> I am a licensed psychologist and a board certified behavior analyst. I like that you always say that with a rising inflection, like it's a question. Licensed psychologist? That's how I say it to a my. Licensed psychologist. My clients, too. It gives them a sense of peace and. And trust. I often say that in therapy. I'm like, who's the doctor here, really? Am I right? And what makes I me more I am advice? married to Dr. Mike. And I am that same Dr. Mike. I am a licensed psychologist. I give therapy. I give really good back rubs. Mm. I give um I give peace a chance. And mm-hmm. that's it. That's all there are. is to me. I'm a one note pony. <laughs> is that a phrase? No, one trick. Yeah, but the trick is playing one note on the piano. Nope. One. You're thinking of the chicken who plays the piano from the Golden Girls episode. Oh, uh, we have been. That's been our pre-sleep routine. Golden Three Girls. solid hours of Golden Girls. <laughs> one ep a night. It's going to take us hundreds years. of years. There's a lot of those. Episodes. By the time we're done, we're going to be Golden Girls. No rose. Lee Iacocca's tombstone rose. <laughs> I also like they've been. We should have been charting out how much meaner they're being to Rose throughout the yeah, episodes. Yeah, no, she gets dumber and they get meaner. It's crazy. Yeah, there's there's now whenever she starts speaking, they all just get up and leave. Yeah, they do, and then she, but she's like, she's in on it. She's like, she is. She's like, I'll just finish the story when you come back. Yeah, and then they all come back. Yeah, they're like tell me, Rose. Fine, Rose, and her cooking is getting more and more disgusting. Yeah, I I boiled up some white primer. You guys want to drink it? <laughs> I also love every so often they return to the fact that Rose works at a, a suicide hotline <laughs> and she has the highest death no, rate. Grief center. A grief center. But either way, she has the highest suicide rate. Oh, Just Rose. like a casual She's so fact. Sweet. She's so sweet, but she talks people into killing themselves. No, I think she... No. Anyways. Um, uh, it's a show. great show. It's a great show. It is. It's, pr- it's, it's progressive. It's... Yeah. It, they have lesbians. 
Mm-hmm. They have a gay person in the first episode and Who then never vanishes. again. They have divorce. A was lot, that progressive yeah. in the time? Yeah, yeah it was. D- did they have interracial relationships? Didn't someone bring a person of a different race home? They had a little person and a they relationship. They did have a, uh, an inter-height relationship, <laughs> which was great. Uh, yeah, yeah. so I don't... I, maybe? Uh, maybe? I don't know. I think it's progressive. The writing was great, so... It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. If you learn one thing from this show over the check past 200 out. episodes, ch- check out The Golden Girls, this new hit show. If you love The Golden Girls and us, also rate us or send us an email about it. Speaking of that, you want to hear some reviews? I do. So I've compiled all the reviews from since we've been gone. Since like, we've been gone. You wrote reviews for the first time. I'm moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want me to start from the beginning or start the most recent? Start in the middle and work your way out. Okay. I, I did, I'm not going to read them word for word. Okay. Are you reading emails too? No. Are you summarizing? I'm going to summarize those next time. We, we, we have a lot of backlog of stuff to get okay, through. Okay, okay, okay. So these are just reviews. <gasps> we need to set a timer. Okay. Where is it? If, for those of you who haven't been with us in a while, uh, this is to, this is a, a, a strategy that Dr. Mike and I came up with to avoid arguing Anger. about time and Not about time. distance and space. Okay. Uh, so I'm just going to say the name and I'm going to say there's a couple like what, what the spirit that they said was. Okay. Some of them I will read word for word because they're exceptionally spiritful. Okay. Foggy Bird is a security guard that deals with people and they they get a good laugh and they say we have good chemistry. Oh, we're married. We're married. I so it works. So. Uh, we had Great. another one that said... Where'd you go? <laughs> oh, Marissa... Uh, this was a longer one, but they are... I'm assuming it's a she because I think uh, Marissa's a female name. Uh, well, I'm going to uh, say that. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, they they work as a recovery support specialist. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, Marissa. They find this as a wealth of information. Great. They also had a very positive experience doing EMDR and felt like it was oh. life-changing. But really, throughout the gist of their review, it, feels, it sounds like they're doing a lot of really hard work in their own recovery, but a very positive force for others. Cool. And it's great. Uh, I also love that they acknowledge that their unique experience does not make it an empirical finding. It's just a one-off, but still they wanted to say that it was good for them, which I like. Acknowledging. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Um, also, it ended with hashtag relationship goals. Aww. Aww. I'm, I think they're talking about our relationship. One of the Our new- relationship to psychology. Yeah. And each other. MSW2 PsyD had... F- finally just caught up this is oh, this is back in june mm. um oh a long time ago and then they've been missing they're missing us now oh, we're back well, we're back what's up we're back now uh this one came in the past week you young lee uh it just says bees sugar what does it say bees sugar it's like cheeseburger but the key letters are flipped bees sugar is that like is that a good thing i think so it's five stars oh good but then it's a picture of a person going like a the shoulder shrug uh, bees sugar is that a picture of a person or an emoji? It's an it's a picture of a person. It's an emoji. <laughs> Emojis are people. <laughs> okay. Um, Kay Didley uh, called us the goat. Uh, she takes psychology in high school, and when the when her dumb dumb teacher brings up topics, she's like, "I've already heard about this in reverse psychology." Oh, good. <laughs> and then both you and the book are incorrect based on what this podcast said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, I love that so much. She also said that nothing makes her laugh out loud to the same extent. Which oh, is, good. It's either really sweet or she just needs to find I more humor in her life. I want to hear more people getting 
I want to hear from more people who are getting into heated debates with their teachers, professors, etc. Yeah. Because of information they heard from us. I want more people to reference us in papers. <gasps> in text citations. Yeah, I wonder. You know what? The what? new APA manual does have... have PCs? No, no, no. Yeah, it has ability. It gives you um, the citation format for podcasts. Mm. So, you know. Cool. Um, MSS 97071. Uh, she gave this post on the day we stopped doing the podcast mm. saying happy anniversary. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's like when your parents get divorced on their anniversary. <laughs> like, mm. Well, we made it. Uh, and they also said it reminds them of drunken conversations they would have while in school psych grad school. I feel like, did we hear that one before? I can't we remember. May have because... It was months ago. Uh, sounds familiar to me, or maybe it's just my life. A lot of these also, I may have read on the Lost episode, where we got into oh. a fight. <laughs> People have really been asking for that episode. I know. Our friend Anna, who is re- reviewed every so often, uh, referred to herself as a cheap laugh. And I will say, cheap laughs are the best laughs, because there's the most of them. Are we... Is she a friend... A, f- a friend of the show or no, a friend no. of our life? Just a friend of the show. Okay. She's reviewed it every so often. Aww, she thanks. has like nine A's and 13 N's. Okay, sweet. Uh, Thank you, Anna. And then it's, we we bring her tears of laughter okay. streaming down her face. Cool. Uh, someone else named Hearts said, yes, seriously, listen. Should we pause and finish them next week? There is only two more. Okay. One of them, Gabitejad, G-A-B-I-I-T-E-J-E-D-A, uh, it proclaimed, I have been to this, 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 all caps. Great. Uh, it said the best psychology podcast out there. <laughs> Thanks. And, and then the most heartfelt one is from K Gold Phoenix. Okay. Um, and this one, because it's so heartfelt, I need to read it word for word, and this okay. is going to be the capper of it. Um, I've been listening to a number of podcasts about Jane Elliott, and I have to say that this was the worst one. And it was... <laughs> A complete waste of my time. Um, there's more. <laughs> what ha- is this a five-star review? <laughs> this is a one-star review. When you finally, finally, all caps, begin talking about a class divided, you seem like you didn't even watch it or study its message. Oh. And listen, lady, we've studied its message. We've decoded it. You seem more interested in acting cute. We're not acting cute. We are cute. And it yeah. comes across. Yeah. Uh, then delivering any meaningful insights and commentary. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will not be subscribing. Okay. One star. Uh, okay. Clearly a Russian bot. Clearly <laughs> hadn't listened to the episode. Clearly the act of Putin tried to make this a divided country. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, K-Gold Phoenix, a.k.a. Vladimir Putin. I. You're doxxed. I don't want to encourage one star reviews, but they do make me laugh pretty I hard. Want, like they just, they're not for us. They're not our people, you know? I want really negative five star reviews that's funny that is funny it will make me laugh i mean if you're turning if you're turning in if you tune into us for like real hard-hitting psychology if you probably go to another yeah i mean go listen to joe rogan (laughs) if you want to learn about how to take muscle milk and how to get your whole head into your butthole listen to joe rogan but if you want just uplifting laughs and some information snuck in there (laughs) talk to us yeah Exactly. We're we don't our goal is to get the word out. Get the word out. Bring this information to the masses. Yeah. We're not your hidden brains podcast. No. We're not your radio lab. You're not, we're not your national PRs. <laughs> we're not the, the the WBEZ Chicago's. We're we're the little Tampa engine that could. Yeah. So. We're still sans shower, by the way. 
Yeah, we are. I have all sorts of new rashes forming on my skin. I bought a kiddie pool. You did. Did I say that last week? Maybe. Yeah, it's arrived now. Mm-hmm, I have here. bathed multiple times in the kitchen <laughs> while you've been cooking dinner. We are <laughs> we're a new level of low. It'll hopefully be like another week and a half, maybe. Given our our current lifestyle and taking my gun in the backyard and uh, shooting it into the ground, trying to see if oil springs up, <laughs> all of the Beverly Hillbillies. How does that have to do with us not having a shower? They didn't have a shower either until they became millionaires because of Texas tea. So should we talk about our topic? What are we talking about today? We, I'm going to leave that long pause in. We're talking about BFRBs. BFRBs. Big, friendly, reverse boys. Body-focused, repetitive behaviors. Oh, so close. Yeah. Are you, uh, what do, you, do you know anything about these? I know what it stands for now. Okay. I know that it's behaviors that are repetitive that tend to be body-focused. Let me ask you this. Do you know who coined the term? Hypocri- <laughs> Was that the entire question? <laughs> can you re- can you rephrase the question into the form of a question? I think you say his name Hippocrates. Hippocrates? Hippocratics? Well, so hip- hypocrite, I think, is a derivative of this. Is it? No. No. Hi- uh, Hippocratic oath is. Yeah. So, hip- so do you say Hippocrates? Hip-hop Hippocrates? That's my hip-hop name. Yeah, that's your... The philosopher hip-hop name? Do you say Hippocrates and Hippocratic Oath? Or do you say Hippoc... Hippocrates and Hippocratic Oath. Do you know who Hippocrates is? Uh, was he Greek? Mm-hmm. Was he a philosopher? Mm-hmm. Was he an uh, old-timey... No, he was not. He was a... Well... Was, was he what what they would call doctor, we would call a very dangerous person? He was a medicinal man. He was a... He was a, he was a shaman? He was a medicine a, man? No, he was a doctor, I guess, at the time. Was he QAnon? Maybe before... I, it, it was 370 BC, I think, is when he died. Oh, that was in the era where we were still counting downward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder if they ever wondered what was going to happen at one. Zero. Zero. <laughs> one do they know? <laughs> the year after zero. I mean, I wonder if that New Year's Eve they were freaked out. Yeah. Like, oh, and then zero, they're relieved. what's going to happen? They were relieved because then our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was born. New Year's Day, December 25th. <laughs> Was he born one? He was. He himself was born zero years old. He didn't walk out one year old. No, full head of hair, full Did beard. He, was he born twelve twenty five one or twelve twenty five zero zero? I mean, I think the new calendar started in the year like three hundred, <laughs> which is also a bold move when Caesar is like, "Let's just do a new calendar." And they're like, "What year is this?" He's like, yeah, it's about three hundred. He he's the Hippocratic oath. Dude. Jesus? No, Hippocrates. Okay. Hippocrates. Okay, so he did the Hippocratic Oath, and I am very confident this will somehow loop back into psychology. He was also, um, he's also sometimes called Hippocrates too, according to Wikipedia. So maybe there was another. He was one of the rare times where the sequel was better. I'll say that he was one of the first people to believe that diseases were like organic. Yeah, real, not like myth and magic. Yeah. It's a bold decision. So the reason I bring him up is because he was one of the first people to, at least in our understanding and ability to search the literature, he talked about BFRBs. Oh, he did. Mm -hmm. Did he have a blog? 
Yeah, it was on. It was on a papyrus. Oh. And stone. But he still wrote it on the toilet. Okay. Um. <laughs> he, um. Yeah, so he would say like physicians should check for like any symptoms related to like people pulling out their hair, mm. picking their skin. So maybe I should talk about what it is. Yeah. Did he call it? No, it's only BFRBs in like the last, I think, 10 years or 15 years. It's not. Okay. And it's not in the DSM as that. So I'll, I'll talk about that. Okay, cool. That feels better. So. Start from the beginning. That is the beginning. <laughs> that's, as, that's as far back as I can go. <laughs> BFRBs are a constellation of conditions, um, most popularly associated with two, trichotillomania and excoriation. Mm. Do you know what those excoriation disorders, do you know what those are? Excoriation is when you have to clean a pan and (laughs) trichotillomania is the the fourth death leopard album, I think. (laughs) This is where I'll we get. This is where we get those one star reviews. I did not appreciate the deaf leopard joke. <laughs> one and a half stars. Do they even know what psychology is? Yeah. Do they know what pyromania is? Yeah. This is the compendium of all things deaf leopard yep. podcast. When did you first hear about deaf leopard? So trichotillomania is hair pulling mm-hmm. out. It's the kissing cousin of trichophagia, where you then eat that hair. It is. Yeah. It is. Sometimes I don't make a joke. No, I know. Uh, Yeah, that is part of BFRB, actually, Mm -hmm. as well. So... Scoriation skin picking? Yeah, skin picking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, hair pulling out and skin picking. And so... um, This isn't meant to be a joke. Would no, like, chronic nose picking be a BFRB? it is a part of it. Mm -hmm. So, some of the lesser known, lesser discussed... um, So, only excoriation and trichotillomania are in the DSM. Okay. They're under... uh, OCD they're yep. under um in that chapter I think they are so obsessive compulsive and related disorders so um it's considered a related disorder although there's a lot of evidence to suggest it's not at all related to OCD well there's characteristics like compulsions but not oh and I'll talk about that but some of the lesser known BFRBs are uh, nose picking okay has a scientific name I don't know it Ex- R- rhinotillomania no, it's not that. It's like, it starts with an O. Nail biting. Okay. Cuticle biting. And lip or cheek biting. Okay. And I think those are the only ones that are in the lip. Literature. literature? Uh, yeah. Your lip tugging? No. And trichotillomania hair pulling can be like hair on the head, hair on the eyebrows. The brow, beard. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's associated with like, might be called over grooming. So it's grooming plus. Mm-hmm. Um, like pert plus. It's actually seen. Seen in, the, in zoos a lot, isn't it? It, it absolutely is. Seen yeah. in a lot of primates. Yeah. We should we should go to the zoo and pass our card out. To the primates? Yeah. It's like some studies are really high, reporting really high rates of this, but most studies are looking at like 5% of the population. Okay. There's a really great website I got a lot of information from and I highly, if you want more information, I highly suggest you go there. It's bfrb.org. Okay. I kind of keep thinking about BRB. BRB.org? The no. Be Right Back Foundation? <laughs> uh, bfrb.org. So, and, and actually BFRB, the website bfrb.org is really great. You can find um, specific providers in your area 
potentially if you're looking for treatment, further treatment hmm. and information about this. So they have a registry of providers and they have trainings, they have support groups. They have, it's really great. Neat. Yeah. Cute. Love that for you. Yeah. Based on what you know, because you know a lot about OCD, mm-hmm. based on what you know about OCD and well, now what I'm telling you about BFRBs, what do you think the differences the difference between ocd and bfrb and i'll give you a hint the letters mm-hmm. okay and the, hint? the thoughts associated with ocd oh i don't even need that yeah. oh. well sorry yeah uh i would say ocd has a clear like obsession like intrusive thought and a behavior to resolve that whereas mm-hmm. bfrbs are more internal stimuli maintained without the need for cognitions I mean, there's a cog- there's cognitions happening, but it's not a specific obsess- obsession in the same way. Like, it's not like I'm going to engage in this compulsive behavior to remove remove this. this. So I'm wrong. So I'm wrong. No, it's <laughs> no, no, no. It's the, you're right. It's real defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's right. Okay, it, I'm it, so right then. Yeah, it's right. It's just that the cognition in BFRBs is much more just like a an urge, but it's yeah. not related to any specific type of feared idea. outcome or yeah, exactly unpleasant. Because a lot of times with OCD, in, in reminder of the OCD episode, a lot of it's like fear of contamination mm-hmm. or an intrusive thought that feels dangerous, and you do the behavior to get rid of it. Whereas it, with with BFRBs, isn't it? And this may be an overgeneralization. But isn't a lot of it like? The like feeling off, like oh, this hair Mm -hmm. feels more thick than the other ones, or like my skin feels rough right here. Yeah, there's some sort of stimulus. There's some sort of stimuli, and we'll talk about that. But do you think that people get mad when you call it the OCD? The OCD? (laughs) No, I'm trying to ride that wave of the TV show from the early 2000s to to raise raise awareness. Don't call it that. That's a reference to the OC. If you haven't seen it. Mm Check it out. Leave a five-star review for the OC, but reference us. <laughs> that wasn't the one with Pasty, was it? Pasty. That's no, that's um, Dawson's. Creek. Dawson's. We should watch that show. No. I've had like, a deep urge to watch it's it. It's bad. It's not good. Sorry. That's, that's why I want to watch it. It's not great. Um, Fun fact. I'll tell you if it is. I have BFRBs. Oh, I know. What? Which ones do I have? Uh, You have nail biting. It's not nail biting. Cuticle biting. biting. Mm-hmm. You have... I don't know what else to do. Hair pulling, cheek I, biting. I, yeah, I do have a little bit of hair pulling, but it's it's not... You have hair draping over my face while I sleep. The hair pulling, I wouldn't say, is as significant as the cheek biting. Mm. Well, it's not a contest. <laughs> and interestingly, so when we get into causes, there's definitely a genetic component to this. It's highly yeah. genetic. And what's interesting is I've lived apart from my siblings for most of my life because they're a lot older. And I have half-siblings... So my dad had two kids and my mom had two kids. And this definitely runs on my dad's side of the family because my two sisters from my dad's side yeah. have this. They and I didn't know. do it, but they only bite their cuticles on one of their hands because they're just your half sister. <laughs> maybe you would only do it on one of the hands. So I didn't know. And I like maybe five years ago, I saw one of my sister's hands and I was like, oh, you do that too? Because it can get really bad yeah, and very, can. you can cause a lot of damage to the outside, like the the cuticle area yeah. of your We should get you skin. very dainty gloves. I'll talk about treatments. Okay. Two. 
It's going to be full of information. Uh, jam-packed. Yeah. If you're, Stay tuned. If your phone is leaking, it's because this is jam-packed with information. <laughs> Get a towel. So, um, so that's it? No. So it definitely runs in my family. Okay. My sister, I also asked one of my sisters like, if she bites her cheek, and she said, yeah. And I said, have you ever, as a dentist, ever talked to you about it? Because one time I went to the dentist, and they were like, they didn't. They more shamed me than sounds helped like a, me. Sounds like a doctor. <laughs> Something about like the change in your cell structure over time is going to cause cancer, which I actually, I don't think is true. And I feel like was that a know. weird scare it, tactic. It felt like a shaming experience, yeah. to be honest. What was that doctor's name? I don't remember, to be honest. So causes genetics. Okay. I mean, there's a combination of genetics and environment, like everything, but I think it's just highly it's really strong mm-hmm. heritability so there's a lot of comorbidity and it's hard it's like a chicken or egg like what came first yeah. kind of sitch but um it's related to people who have comorbidity and what, when you say that because i think people are hearing that a lot now with covid and stuff what, what's like your um, elevator pitch for comorbid- comorbidity <laughs> it just means that it high it occurs in high relation to yeah or like co- re- co-occurs with yeah. Is that a good way to say it? Yep. So high comorbidities. What is it comorbid with? Anxiety disorders. Makes sense. Is there any one in particular, like a generalized or? Uh, generalized. Okay. Yeah. There's not specific anxiety disorders associated with it. Depression. Yeah. Impulse control disorder and OCD. Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe that's just lazy labeling. And maybe some personality features oh, um, like type a personality a yeah. stands for anal <laughs> i don't know actually I, the, the article i read on this didn't give a lot of helpful information so i'm gonna good. walk that back a second yeah walk it back so the, and speaking of articles there is not a ton of literature out there on this so if you go diving into google scholar as you do um you're gonna find a dearth perhaps of information out there I like that word dearth. Reminds me of girth. Which is the opposite. It is. Yeah. There's a dearth of girth. Yeah. That's a skinny person. Man, that's a real dearthy hot dog. And it's like a really like small little hot dog. I don't think you could refer. Anyways. You can refer to food as girthy. Dearthy? Girthy and dearthy. (laughs) That should be. Yes. (laughs) We've been trying to get a TV show on Hulu. It's a spinoff of my 1,000 pound sisters. It's also called 1,000 pound sisters, but one of the sisters is 900 pounds. The other one is 100 pounds. And the subtitle now is going to be Girthy and Dirty. It's just about one obese sister and one that's just like maybe a little bit underweight. And they're a crazy uncle. All right. Where am I? Home. Do you want to hear what some more detailed description of trichotillomania yeah. and exploration? Okay. In case you don't know. Uh, so if you don't know, this is, this no, is you know. the DSM five. Okay. Trichotillomania, recurrent pulling out of one's hair, resulting in hair loss. Mm. Repeated attempts to decrease or stop hair pulling. Mm-hmm. Hair pulling causes clinically significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other areas, important areas of functioning. Mm. Hair pulling or hair loss is not attributable to another medical condition. That makes sense. Hair pulling is not better explained by the symptoms of another mental disorder. Also makes sense. Like body dysmorphic disorder. What is the dis- disorder where there's like... Um, you have to shit in bookstores? No. That's a Jap- That's a well-defined Japanese disorder. And I have it. You have it. I have a lot. It's very worldly of you. <laughs> uh, no, there's a disorder where it's like the belief that there's uh, fibers under your skin. 
and like have you have you seen that mm. i need to do my research about it yeah come back come back to us okay yeah because it's like a thing where it's, it sounds a lot like that where people end up like picking at their skin a lot trying to pull these like these fibers out which will cause scar tissue which will like worsen mm. yeah all- a lot of this is cyclical and it causes yeah. worse it builds on it so. yeah i'll look up what that's called okay not now though okay i'm focused excoriation or skin picking disorder okay it's characterized by a repetitive manipulation of the skin causing tissue damage mm-hmm. um recurrent skin picking resulting in skin lesions individuals must have made repeated attempts to decrease or stop it causes clinically significant distress. It sounds like the other one that we were just talking about. Uh-oh. Not attributable to psychological effects of substance abuse. So yeah, that's co- a big thing. Cocaine. Meth. Cocaine. Um, skin picking is not better explained by symptoms of another mental disorder, such as like psychosis or stereotypes. Stereotypic movement disorder or not other non-suicidal self-injury. Mm. So those are the two. The two big so guys. The, the big guy. The the big guy in here is that it produces uh, distress, just significant distress. And you try to stop and you can't. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So if it like gets in the way of work or school or life or socialization or whatever, then it's you know it's, it's clinically significant. significant. And I don't know if mine. I don't know if mine is. Um, Have I mean, you lost it, jobs because of it? No, and I don't... I mean, the only time... I don't know if it gets in the way of things. I mean, I have it, and it's... It, I don't love it. Very subclinical. Yeah, probably you ever subclinical. Tried to, do you try to stop? Oh, yeah, all the time. Okay, well, I think that's the hard thing for a lot of these. It's like, might not mean me... Because it's, it's kind of not noticeable. Or if it's noticeable, it's not, like, distracting. Like if you're doing the trichotillomania, usually you can see hair missing. Sometimes. Yeah. Right. So so that's the thing too is, um, I mean, that might be subclinical too. So if you mm. have trichotillomania, you might have this and yeah. like it just not rise to the level of needing to seek out treatment. Like yeah. if I, you have as much hair as I do. Yeah. You have more to spare. I mean, I'm out. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think this, this sounds like a disorder where it's harder to meet that criteria than some other ones. Mm-hmm. When do you think this starts? When do we think this starts? Yeah, when do you when I can would see you imagine? Babies doing it. It is found in little little children. Little ones? Little ones. It's sometimes seen in infants. Do you think you can see it in the fetus? No, that they don't really have like skin? Fingers. When does the skin come? Or nails. In? It's the last thing they form. <laughs> <laughs> After you're born. After you're born, one to three weeks later the skin pops out. <laughs> It's the largest organ in the body. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, uh, so typically you'd right, see yeah, it. My dermis is showing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell that to the dermatologist when I go to see him next week. Cute, cute. Uh, typically you see it in it. The 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 average is that the word I'm looking for. Median. The range, the, the range is large. Modal. <laughs> but it's. Typically starts in teenage years. I can see that. Some starts, depending on the type of BFRB, you might see it like as early as, the typical range might be as early as 10 to like 16, 10 to 15. Does it tend to coincide with the onset of puberty? I don't know. That's a good point. Thank you. Maybe. Yeah. I, I just, from association. Yeah. Free association. I can see that. Because I can see that, but I can also see like kids who are not yet. A in dog. Pe- a log. Frog. 
Bog, Boss Hog. You know what I'm talking about? No. Ghostbusters. Oh. Bill Murray's doing Free Association. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That was good. That was a Free Association. <laughs> I can... Well, I'm wondering if like you can probably... I wonder if you still would see it at the same rate for like kids of that age who have not hit puberty yet. Oh, just the stress of like being in high school and like... Welcome to the jungle, baby. You're going to die versus like your hormones going wild and like your body's Maybe. popping off. I mean, you do see it in early kids and sometimes it comes out in adulthood, but mostly those are like atypical ages for adulthood it. onset. Mm-hmm. I actually yeah. think I have adulthood onset BFRBs and I, it, well, I, I, this isn't about me. Now so, it is. um, so you usually see it. I mean, it begins in teens, early teens. Teens, tweens, and everything in between. <laughs> that should be the name of our clinic. People who engage in it report that it, they often do it more in terms of stress, lack of sleep, um, any other difficult situations. Yeah, hungry, sort of angry, angry, lonely, tired. Halt. Is that a thing? Yeah. It's like the common risk factors for problematic behavior to crop up. <laughs> hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Sometimes I wonder if we both have a degree in psychology because <laughs> there's so many things. I think that we both say to each other, we're like, oh, I've never heard that before. Oh, cool. Psychology is a deep ocean. Mm-hmm. We learn from each other. Yeah. With our good chemistry. Yep. I'm going to get a sip of water. Okay. Good. That's Sweet Jams and Leroy. Good. Now we can hear our neighbor blasting music from his truck that, while he's running it and then going back in the house to do stuff. <laughs> he doesn't have a, a radio in his house, so he uses his outside truck as his indoor radio. I think this will be a nice background track. Oh, there's the car. Yep. There we go. Welcome to our life. Yeah, he needs to redline his truck three times a day. Otherwise, a bomb will explode. Speed three, Leroy's <laughs> truck. <laughs> so there's a negative reinforcement loop involved oh, in the compulsion. That. Okay, so fun. there's a, usually an unwanted stimulus. Is that the, the, the negative part? Is unwanted? No. Okay. So the it, there's a stimulus, and and sometimes it's internal, like a like an urge or a like a. I guess and I guess urge is the best Yearning. way to say it. Yeah, like a um a need. Yeah, right. A want. And it, but it's not it's not the same type of thought per se as what we were talking about in OCD. Yeah. So it's just like a I got to do this. It's kind of like when you have an itch, like mm-hmm. I got to exactly. Itch this. That's exactly right. Um, or when you have to like go strangle your neighbor. You don't even think about it. Urge. You just come out from a blackout. And then sometimes it's actually a um external stimulus. So like some people with trichotillomania will like trace the like maybe the outside of their hair or like start going like start putting their fingers within their scalp to like find little bumps or whatever and then they'll start pulling to relieve kind of the yeah the uncomfortable feeling associated with that so when the negative reinforcement cycle is you have an unwanted stimulus Mm. which is what you said you act to remove it and when you remove it you feel better oh so engaging in the behavior engaging in the behavior has a momentary effect on relief relief right yeah and so but what often happens is that you engage in the behavior you feel immediate relief and then these people report feeling after doing it for a while shame and embarrassment and lack of control and then it causes them to build up their unwanted the, the negative feelings associated with us mm-hmm. again and then it's a loop. Yeah. You initially feel better and then you feel worse and then you feel better and you feel worse. There's often a... Well, it's in the definition of the disorders, but there's often a, a serious attempts to stop doing this on, mm-hmm. on their own. And it's debilitating because it can feel like you don't have control over your body and your body's movement. It can also be super distracting for you. 
Well, what's interesting about that actually is that it often occurs. So part of the treatment process is kind of coming to understand when it happens and what your urges are, because Mm. often people report like engaging in it without, and all of a sudden they realize they're doing it and they didn't even know they were doing it. Yeah. The onset is subconscious. Yeah. And so when you start to do treatment, you draw attention to what those subtleties are in the impulse. How do you do that? You can do behavior journals. You can do cognitive exploration of it. You can um, talk about when it's most likely to happen. Um, So it's just kind of diving deeper into what's triggering it Mm -hmm. when it does happen. There there is... um, Uh, an associated increase in dopamine in the brain as well. So the negative Mm -hmm. reinforcement when you um, have uh, an aversive thought or stimuli associated with this, you you engage in the behavior, there's an immediate uptick of dopamine released. And then as we talked about a feeling of lack of control, shame, disappointment, everything Mm -hmm. that follows after. But initially you do get like a hit of dopamine. Yeah. Which is another reason it's really hard to break because if you're getting like hits of dopamine all day and that feels really good, um, you're gonna keep that's doing the immediate it. reinforcement as opposed to kind of this perhaps longer term reinforcement of your skin getting back to non damaged state or your hair growing back or you know something right. that might be a long term project. Yeah, further in the distance that. You know, you're more of a eat the marshmallow now. Yeah, rather than get two hairs later. <laughs> I notice we have 10 minutes left. Should we, should this be a two-parter? Sure. Because I haven't even really scratched the surface on treatment. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, <gasps> oh, let's, I didn't even mean to do that. Let's make this one a little shorter. Okay. And then we'll do another one with the treatments. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be, be two-part. I think the OCD one was two-parter anyways, too. Usually our, tr- usually our disorder-specific ones are two parts. Disorder and treatment. Mm-hmm. So this is the assessment phase. Um, this is the assessment, general knowledge, background information. Hippocratico. This is our first session. This is our first session. Next session is when we treat you and cure you. We can't promise anything related to that. Uh, we, we, we can cure you of not laughing. <laughs> we can point you in the direction of like where to turn yeah. if you want more information or need to seek out treatment. Yeah. Uh, Heck yeah. And I will say, you know, being say on it. the side of uh, truth and justice, having d- dealing with this, that I don't experience like daily disappointment with myself. But every once in a while, if I try to stop and I can't, mm. I get really frustrated. And to be fair, I haven't put myself on any long term plan to stop, nor have mm. I sought out. I'm going to say extramarital help. Oh, because I'm not helping enough? <laughs> no. You want to step out of the relationship Just to get like another a, psychologist? a treatment, uh, yeah. a person to help me with the treatment. Because often, you know, once you get on a, a path towards managing these symptoms, you do need someone who is yeah. sort of like a coach. And Just I'm, tracking it with you and yeah. holding you accountable. Exactly. It's like any other long-term behavior change. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts for this, this week? That was good. That was fun. I had a great time. Did you? Yeah. Did you learn anything? I did. What did you learn? Uh, the Hippocrates that we know is a junior. <laughs> and I learned, I learned a lot. Just, just I just needed to marinate my brain before <laughs> I could make a nice little meal out of it. Okay. Well, I, uh, do you, you think it will marinate enough for next week? Oh yeah. Okay. A week long marinade? It might be rancid by then. <laughs> 
people are going to get sick. How long are you marinating things e. for? E. coli? Yeah, people are going to E. coli, Ebola. 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 <laughs> Don't laugh about diseases in a pandemic. It's serious. It's serious. Uh, I, did I, are you going to, were you going to ask me if I learned anything? Did you, I did ask you. I mean, I knew all this stuff going into it, so. Brag. I mean, it is one of my areas, so. Oh, well, okay. Well. It is one of my areas and I have it. <laughs> so. I'm going deep undercover. I know it inside and out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like a narc. How am I hungry again? I don't know. I've been eating all morning. Anyways, that's been our podcast for today. If you learn something, like it, hit subscribe, give us a little review. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you make it really negative and funny, but still five stars, we'll read it. We'll probably read it anyways. We'll read it anyways, but it's better if it's five stars. More people listen. Get your friends to listen to this. Then you guys can have listen parties. Virtual. Socially distanced. Virtual. Yeah. Uh, Get your friends. Get your parents. Get your kids to listen to it. You can tune a piano but you can't tune a fish. We'll work on that. Is that a saying? Yeah. People say? People say it all the time to me. You can tune a... You can't... Elbows and assholes. You can't tune a piano. You can tune a piano, but you you can't can't tune a fish. It seems like it should be the other way around. But you can tune a piano. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pianos are notorious for being able to pee put back into tune. Okay. This one's just going to fizzle out, isn't it? Yeah. All right. We so don't have to go to the full timer if we want to end no, it early. No, we have to. We have five more minutes to film. <laughs> just, let's just, What's your week let's just sit in silence. <laughs> no. No. That's going to that's gonna destroy me. <laughs> I can feel my seams coming undone already. What's your week looking like? What are you up to? <laughs> Say something. Please. Please. <laughs> Speak to me. <laughs> Say something. <laughs> Okay, love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh, here's our floor. Where where, I gotta go now? What? I said the elevator pitch, and you you successfully did it in one floor. Oh, I thought we're getting something delivered for our bathroom. Do we have more stuff coming from? No, I don't think so. I hope not. Thank God. Our living room is full of stuff. Full of bathroom. Um, 